When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. You're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You got the Jordan rules. I'm calling now from now on. As long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. Elbows. Feeling them. You touch them. We're in the head mentally, physically, emotionally. This is part of the reason why he's the coach right now. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero, co-host of Six Trophies Podcast, Jason Concepcion. Coming up, Academy Award nominee. Actor Jeffrey Wright. And now it's Rich Eisen. That's a fact. Welcome to hour number three of this Friday program. Getting ready for a big weekend. In my world, my son Cooper's getting bar mitzvah this weekend. Hey. hey. Cage turns four on Sunday. Oh, Look that's at that. nice. Nice. Are you trying to top my son's big bar mitzvah? Is that what you're trying to do? No, I'm just saying they're both taking place oh, this weekend. That's what I'm saying is our, our, our boys. Our boys. You didn't have to like be excited for me. Also, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I should just. I'm sorry. I should. I should already know we were talking about, you know, boys, based off of the Major League Baseball uniform conversation well, we just had. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that would have been great if uh, hey, to the Eastern Conference you scored the most points. Mazel tov. Well, like, congratulations. This is great. Here's some see-through pants. <laughs> my gosh. Whoa. Uh, but at any rate, happy birthday to your your boy Cage. Coop as well. And then Coop is getting bar mitzvah this excited. week. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Be exciting. Uh eight four four two oh four rich number dial if you wish. Jason Concepcion, we had a great chat about the uh, association's return from uh from an all star break as well as some pop culture conversation. And speaking of pop culture, Jeffrey Wright, the Academy Award nominated actor for his role in American fiction, is making his way to our studio. He will join us in studio hour number three of this program. Great chat in hour number one with our friend Tommy P. Tom Pelissero. As soon as he, as soon as he hung up from the Zoom, what do you do? You hang up from a Zoom? Is it what you do? Yeah, just like, log off. Like you log right? off. Yeah. You exit. Stop it. You stop it. Stop the Zoom. When you stop the Zoom. Disconnect. The uh, National Football League made an announcement: two hundred fifty-five million dollars is a salary cap. That is a that is a record. <laughs> wow, that is a record, and you could see how it's gone up. Ooh. You know, and I know the collective bargaining agreement, the uh, Players Association, wasn't terribly happy with it um, from twenty eleven, and then the reconfigure the reconfiguration of it to use the midnight run phrase. I mean, the the cap is two and a half. I mean, what is it? Well, I, I shouldn't do the math in time. It's 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 up uh, it's up a lot. Two hundred fifty-five million it was two twenty-four last year. It was two hundred eight two years ago. It was one hundred eighty-two and a half million in twenty twenty-one. Yeah, Adam Schefter posted a graphic uh, in nineteen ninety-four. It was a hair under thirty-five million. Wow, thirteen point six percent. It's up. So, business is booming, and the players are are, are going to benefit from it. We hope. Um, and hope that this means the veterans that are out there, that they are able to stay on rosters. That's the whole idea here. 
Well, just give it to the top X percent of the league, and then the rookies get it, and then the veterans get squeezed. I would love to see guys who are in this league 8, 10, 12 years continue to keep going what they're doing. Sorry. Was that your boat guy? What was no. that? No, he. No, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Hey, Mike Owens. It was, it was a voicemail that he accidentally hit. Yep. And his phone's on because, and his microphone's on, which is what sound guys should have. Their phone's on and microphone's on. All good. My bad. Uh, it's all it's fine. Um, it's a Friday, so it's time to do our usual drill here. It's time for what's more likely. Hit it. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Chris Brockman, what do you have hey over guys, there? What's up, Friday? We're Everybody doing good. good. We're doing well. Go. We're doing well. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Thank right. Really yeah. appreciate it. Very, no problem. What's up? Very, very genuine. You asking us how we're doing? We're talking a lot about Chiefs. They're uh, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. The yeah. Nuggets are looking to go back-to-back. So what's more likely? The Chiefs three-peat next year, or the Nuggets go back-to-back? Um, uh, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go back to back for the Nuggets just to piss off Chiefs Kingdom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And also to just make sure that this is something that fans can get answered sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? But, uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, we've seen back to back champions. Three peats, the different story. Never seen a three peat in the National back Football back in the League. NBA happens a lot. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's, I'll go with something that's happened more. It's more likely to have ha- because it's happened. You know and what I mean? Warriors have hit it the last. Yeah, so that's where I'll go with that okay. one. How about this? one? Would you agree with that, TJ? Would you agree with that? No. You go with Chiefs? No. no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that man, Mahomes, until proven otherwise. What about that man, Jokic? I mean, that man, Jokic, is something else, but... Who's going to knock him off? They're coasting. But, uh, hey, the, th- it, the Thunder just uh, started the second half. The Thunder... Against the, the, your Clippers. The Clippers. Clippers still there. The Celtics. You, you really think the Bucks? The, okay. Are you going uh, to bet against Patrick Mahomes? Oh, God. No, you're not. I'm just saying. So, How do you think September for, uh, and, and, uh, for the NFL Network season preview show and our... Season kickoff show, you think I'm going to be sitting here saying the Chiefs are going to do it? I believe you will, yes. I, I bet you will, too. What's more likely? Yeah, I'll be doing that or I won't be I, doing I that? I bet that you do. I, okay. be- I believe in your heart you believe more that the Chiefs will three-peat. So what am I saying right here? What do you think? I don't know what you said. You said, he, said nuggets. he said nuggets. Oh, he said nuggets. Because I was just changing my battery because I didn't hear it. But careful. Yeah. Easy. I, I, I'm going Chiefs. Chris, next up is... How about this, guys? Uh, who's more likely to make the playoffs next year? Justin Fields or the Chicago Bears? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why can't it be both? That's weird. Because he's currently the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, what are you trying to say, Chris? Yeah, what are you trying to say? Great. I mean, his, his current uh, employer on February 23rd could be different. I will September, go Justin Fields. September. I think Justin Fields is making the playoffs next year. More likely... That he shows up where in Pittsburgh or Atlanta or Vegas, Vegas, New England. Vegas. I mean, what if you employ the Mahomes rules with Justin Fields? So, what's more effective, Mahomes rules or Vanderpump rules? One <laughs> <laughs> oh of those rules I'm completely unfamiliar with. Unfamiliar. I don't know the other one either. I don't watch that show. But I Jason Concepcion mentioned it. I thought this was a clever that, question. Is, is, it, is that show about a guy named Vanderpump who rules? 
It's or a, it's, it's about a, rules it's a, it's regarding a guy named Vanderpump. See, I believe the I guy is actually a, a woman. It's a woman. And oh. They run a restaurant yeah. or Lisa, something? Yeah. Oh. Lisa I Vanderpump? Believe. Yeah, I don't I know. Clearly, I have no idea. I'm not that great. Can you take medicine to control your Vanderpump? <laughs> Four hours, see your doctor. Uh, or wear a baseball uniform. <laughs> yes. What else? Hey, Bijan Robinson is uh, talking a big game for next year. Talking about two thousand rushing yards. Now, now that now that Arthur Smith's gone. Yep. No what, more vulture. What's more likely? Who gets the two thousand? Bijan Robinson or Tyreek Hill next year? Oh, I'll go Tyreek Hill. Come on now, a two thousand yard season for a running back. Well, it's happened. I understand that. <laughs> no one's ever done that for receiving. I got it. I mean, that's a good if point, If Tyree Kill yeah. did not get hip drop tackled by uh, by the Tennessee Titans, I think he would have gotten it this year. By the way, can I ask you he a question? He was not the same guy in the last month plus of the season, and we uh, all agreed, know it. Agreed. So, Did you guys ever hear that term before this year, hip drop? Yeah. I never heard that until this season. It's, well, only, then, it's in the last couple of years. It's and been then it's just been more, overly used. Well, it's like, because more and more, more people, people are getting their fibulas cracked. And ankle yeah, rolled over. On, it, yeah. it, it took the Dolphins season out. Because the offense wasn't the same. Well, their defense. And the defense got hurt, too. too. I, I, I get they it. lost some ballers. But I, I would say Ty, over over a second-year running back, we have no idea what that offense is going to look like. We don't know what Raheem Morris is going to be bringing. I imagine he's going to get the ball a lot more. I can't wait. Raheem Morris is slated to be on Tuesday's edition of this program. Fantastic. I will ask him that question. Are you going to vulture <laughs> Bijan Robinson inside the five-yard line? <laughs> And what if he has no idea what Vulture is? Then oh, I will teach him because he knows what Vulture I taught it to Sean Payton. You sure did. That was one of my favorite <laughs> moments in the history of this show is I because I had Alvin Kamara and he kept running Ingram and I brought it up to him because it's vulturing. He'd never heard of it before. He loved the phrase. And as soon as he hung up the phone, I felt my phone buzz and it was a it was a cartoon picture of a vulture. <laughs> so we taught that to Sean Payton. What else, Chris? NFC East headline maker to miss the playoffs next year. Cowboys, Come Eagles. On, Joe. Come on, son. One what? of them's missing it, guys. What, I, what I hate to be the bearer of bad What are we news. doing here, guy? If you're saying one of them's going to miss it, and I have to say which one's more likely to miss it. That's the question. I would go the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. Why wouldn't I go with the team that fell off a cliff as opposed to the team that always that, disappoints you th- no that that we stepped had, up I, I would rather we had a bad half one team stepped off a cliff the other one fell off the cliff so uh, i'll go with the team that fell off the cliff and we're all sitting here wondering did it have to do with you know big dom big dom big not <laughs> that, that the head dom. coach couldn't stop arguing with his own staff and players in a way that big dom would prevent nick sirianni from doing which is the most insane story. story I've heard in the NFL yeah. in a long time. Big dumb. And so uh, they're, they're, the number of, of CSI sleuthing <laughs> that's going on as to why the Eagles season fell apart like it did right now. From Big Dom to Jalen Hurts having too much on his plate because he's suddenly making so much money. Like the guy who's been, who's been nothing but a professional a pro's pro is suddenly lost focus i mean and jason kelsey is not going to be there maybe dude if Kel- we're expecting here from jason kelsey at some point in time that he's going to retire and if he if what we assume is likely going to happen to use the phrase that pays right now in this segment that is a monster hole to fill 
at one of the most important positions on the field for a team that runs the most unstoppable runs, play right. with him leading the way. Correct. And Rich, you, so I'll choose the Eagles over you, Cowboys. You were out sick last week, so you missed this. I, I, I'm aware of that. We came up with the idea that Jason Kelsey will be playing with his brother next. Well, oh, I said it on our reaction podcast. I know you mentioned that, yeah. but Creed Humphrey is not a position. I mean, what, he'll play guard? Yeah. yeah. Why not? But they don't need a guard. Yeah. Well, their guard got injured guard during got the Super Bowl. Why would, he, why would he move his entire well, We had this conversation. He'll play with his brother. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> Uh, you, I like this topic, Rich. Uh, it's not your cup of tea. Quarterback under the most pressure next year. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert. Um, Derek Carr. In the news, Derek Carr restructured his contract. I got it. Uh, feels like he might be a uh, right. way out. So if he doesn't uh, perform there, do you think they're going to keep him around? Herbert. Because guess who's guess who's going to be uh, who? Guess who's going to be the what? What's more likely? Hold on a second. What's more likely that Derek Carr is not? the Saints 2025 starting quarterback okay. or Justin Herbert is not the Chargers 2025 starting quarterback. What? Justin Herbert will be the 2025 starting quarterback. So what pressure is he under? And by the way, and by the way, as Greg, as, I live up to being an MVP yeah, like everyone the, thinks he is. As, as, Greg Ro- as Greg Roman said, like, let's get him a running game. Uh, no, you didn't say let's get him a running game. He said, could you imagine what Justin Herbert would look like with a running game? To which I'm sure shots, Austin Eckler was sitting wait, at home what? on his what Twitch going, what the hell? You know, hey, Greg. He didn't have? We don't know, but I can imagine what it might look like. Can you imagine Justin Herbert with a great running game? So that's kind of the vision. And and I'm sure I'm sure Eckler's like, hey, Greg, um, I, I, I'm, you might you might have missed it two years ago when you were when you were when you were scheming for Patrick Ricard. I'm right here. And everyone else. <laughs> Literally right, but, right here. You know. I can hear you. I can, you know, I pretty much had a year and a half stretch where I was the number one touchdown maker in the National Football League. <laughs> That's true. Well, Rich, do you look at it so, like? But hey, he's new to the he's new to he's new to the world there, and so yeah, I'm, who's got it better than Justin Herbert? But Chris, no one looks Nobody. at Derek Carr like he should be a Super Bowl winning quarterback MVP type. People have those expectations of Herbert, right? But people have the expectations of the Saints needing to actually start getting going, including the guy who's pushing the buttons of this program right now. What if I give you Herbert or Trevor Lawrence under more pressure next year? Um, Better question? No. Remove Herbert from the equation. What's the pressure he's under? Guys, everyone wants him to be this great so player, what? including us, and he hasn't so done Jim Harbaugh, jack squat. Jim Harbaugh is there. Give him some time. They're going to figure this thing right. out. You know they're going to start road grading. You know he's going to be better protected. Come on now. There's no pressure. Pressure is like, if I don't do this, where am I going to play? Pressure is what Baker Mayfield succeeded under because he's hmm. my boy. Okay. That's pressure. Like, if I don't perform here, I don't know where my next gig is going to be. I might be holding the clipboard. I might have my hat on backwards. That's pressure. Herbert, Herbert's, Herbert's, going, he's going to be here. What else? Needs to, needs to start winning. Just uh, which position is more likely to have more of it drafted in the top 15? Quarterback or tackle? Um, I think there's going to be... Top 15. <sighs> quarterback or tackle? Uh, I think there's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top... 10 maybe so I'll go quarterback 
Because then after that, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll go quarterback. How about four and four? How about it's more likely that they're going to be the eight of the first fifteen will be tackling quarterback. I know that's not a choice, but if I have to take a choice, I'll choose quarterback. We'll ask this of Daniel Jeremiah on Monday's program when he joins us to kick off Combine Week. I was going off of his mock draft. Okay, I, I know that. I'm looking at his top ten. He's got <laughs> he's got four quarterback, seven of the top ten quarterback and tackles and seven tackles in the first round right yeah. and he's got two three wide receivers that's it he doesn't have a defensive player in his mock draft top 10 that'll be the first time in a while that's never happened i think so all right last one they played last night uh struggling contender you like to win a playoff series this year lakers or warriors more likely uh jeez I'll go. (laughs) It's crazy. That's where we're at with these teams. TJ, I'd go Warriors. What would you do? I guess neither is not an option, right? Uh, Struggling contender. They might might play each other in the play. That's why it's called What's More Likely. I I want to say the Lakers. Like, the Lakers is fighting to come out of my mouth right now. Like, Lakers. Me too. And and, and they're the ones ones who made it, you know, two, you know, they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Half game separates them, nine and ten right now. I'll say Lakers. What would you say, Chris? Break the tie. I like the Warriors, man. I think they're coming on. I do too. I think they're coming on. Clay had only three points off the bench last night. Honestly, they don't need Clay. Oh wow! They should have traded him. Look at him in a hot take. Look at him hot take. They don't need him. So if you they don't need him from the team. I'm saying they should. They should. They don't need Clay to like pour in twenty every night for them to win, like the old days. They just got like got to play some defense. And Draymond just got got to stay on the floor. Got to stay on the floor. He's got to stay on the floor. And and he it's not. He's gonna get. Don't you get suspended after a certain number of teams? He's gonna get. He's he's gonna get more techs. I I just don't (laughs) feel like he's not going to miss any time. Yeah, you know, I feel like he's going to go the rest of the season and not but accumulate these teams. And stuff. Just, well, I think Steph is just going to wheel this team. All right, past, possibly past could. LA. I don't know. Is that it? That's it. Is it? I don't. Know. One okay, more? That's it. No, one I would. I take it. one more. That's it. Oh, you want one more? No, 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 no. He doesn't have one more. That's eight topics, guys. I mean, I okay. I mean, well, you could have saved. You could have done seven, and Listen, then we could have had one more. He's a stone. How much? So blood, what's up? Is that it? How much blood do you want from it? I'm saying we could have did seven and then had the eight since the. Uh, the one more. more bit is his. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? It's not a bit. But it's kind of a yeah, bit. It is. What's it's a, a bit? drop? The bit. Is I, like, well, one more. I just, and then, I, then I do the face. I go what? Do you think we need one more? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I go, react. Me and Chris are like what? Oh my, oh my god! I, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. I had no idea. You know, I really sell it for you. By the way, I don't need you to sell it. The same way you don't think that Clay Thompson's needed by the Warriors. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, I don't need your silent movie acting. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best. I appreciate it though. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, he's on fire. I just, <laughs> I know, it, 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 we kind of do help sometimes get it over, I think, with our surprise. I appreciate it. You know? I can write some more in the break. But the one more, I, I, I've, I've been very restrained in the one more lately because I haven't done the. You haven't done the, variety, you know, the. I haven't done Einstein the Einstein bit in a while. while. So, yeah, thank goodness for that. Well, it's yeah. been over a year since we've seen Einstein. Let's keep it that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's, yeah, let's keep the Einstein talk to a minimum because it's played by a guy who's trying to take an Oscar oh, from yes, our next good guest. Point. I mean, we Einstein died that. in 1955, so. I'm not saying Einstein is trying to. Oh. Well, actually, 
If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Einstein well, Einstein is an Oppenheimer as well. True. Who's trying to take an Oscar from our next guest? That's right. That's we, we can't we have that. that. We are Jeffrey we, Wright we people can't here. That. We can't have that. This is the right time. That's what we're trying to do is get this man an Oscar. Statue. It's the Rich Eisen show bump. Come on, let's go, Monk. We're going to provide. We're not ready to take it, but what are you oh, playing? What are you playing I music you were for? Excited. I'm sorry. Oh, I got excited. I thought you were going to throw. Don't have to play us out. <laughs> to play us out. This isn't. This isn't Neil Riley. This isn't. This isn't. You know. What was that? That was the. Yeah, that was Inside was Edition. Inside Edition. Yeah, back yeah, in the day. Inside, inside Edition. edition. Yeah. All right, now you can play the music. See, Let's take ready. a break right here. I, listen, I, that was a Just control freak thing. You don't play right. commercial break music until I say so. This is the Rich Eisen show, damn it. I mean, it says so. And on get the your act together. Jeffrey Wright's coming out here. Brilliant. Button it up. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jeffrey Wright is here on the Rich Eisen Show, nominated for Best Actor in the upcoming Oscars for uh, your role in American fiction. It's an awesome movie, and it's thought-provoking. I said to you off the air, it's thought-provoking, it's moving, it's funny. Um, it's a little disturbing, to say the least, at, at parts as well. But as I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if um, you would agree or not, I remember a movie that Robert Townsend wrote and essentially directed and produced called Hollywood Shuffle. Mm -hmm. And there's some very similar themes in this film about pop culture reducing folks down to some tropes and stereotypes. And that's what your character is fighting in this film. Sure. You know, he's a guy, he wants to write what he wants to write about. And he has right. his own, you know, personal interests. Uh, but from the outside, uh, you know, bluntly, they're not perceived to be black enough. Uh, and so he's frustrated. But... 
I don't think that that uh, phenomenon is limited to the black experience. I think mm-hmm. we all want to be seen for right. who we are. Uh, so there's there, there's a kind of universality to it, even though it's told specifically from my perspective. We all just want to be seen for who we are. We can all relate to that. The thing that um, we do with this film, too, that I think allows people across backgrounds to find a place inside it is, as you say, like with Hollywood Shuffle, which was an inspiration for Cord Jefferson. It was. Who wrote this script and directed it. He adopted our, uh, our script from a novel by Percival Everett called Erasure. But he cites Hollywood Shuffle as an inspiration. And what we do, like in that film and also like Mel Brooks did, is we talk about these thorny issues, these relevant issues, but we have a laugh, man. You know, we're not afraid of it. What's to be afraid of? Let's come together and let's laugh at it. Let's laugh at ourselves. And maybe after that experience, at least within the two hours of the film, we come out... Who knows? Maybe with a little more clarity, maybe with some better questions, but maybe we make a little bit of progress around these issues, at least for those two hours. Right. That's pretty cool, and, particularly and, now. Yeah, and and I was I'm I'm thrilled to hear that he does feel that Cord Jefferson, who's also nominated yeah. for for his screenplay here, yeah. um, does sort of, that. I was onto something because because Hollywood Shuffle is definitely more slapstick at yeah. times, yeah. right? A little more farcical, farcical, right? Yeah. Uh, than than this film. Um, and, but, but it's just some similar notes, some sure. similar beats to that sort of thing as well. And, and your character in this film, uh, Jeffrey right here on the Rich Eisen show, uh, essentially does succumb to the, I guess, pull the gravitational pull of what the market is asking for and dives in to write something that is completely anathema to what your character wants to portray in his his writing. Well, yes, and also no. Okay. He is driven by a couple of things. And interesting, too, when he does write this version of a novel that he thinks is street and he does it, you know, dismissively to mock it and also to mock the hypocrisy of the publishing world. But when he does go about writing it, the scene that we see him write yes. is a scene about a father who's, uh, who's, whose son is frustrated with him, mm-hmm. whose son is disappointed in him and angry. And that actually, from a psychological level, relates to my character too. So even as he's dismissive, there's still something underneath that says, wait a minute, there's something important here maybe that he's expressing, maybe subconsciously, but there's an emotional depth to it that's surprising. And so I think throughout the film, what we explore is, okay, yeah, maybe that's a type of black art that he doesn't necessarily think is worthy, but at the same time, maybe he's not entirely right too. He's flawed. Right? He's not the most narrow, uh, reliable narrator. And so he undergoes a process of self-discovery through the course of the film. And I think what we're saying is, listen, it's not about we don't want to see those stories. We don't need those. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. What we want to see is a broader range of stories that reflect the complexity of the black experience, the complexity of the American experience. And so, and so you're, you're, you're right. Um, but, uh, at the same time, there's some other levels and layers inside it that, you know, I think too, audiences are responding to. I think people who see this film go, wow, I didn't think I was going to be feeling that. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to 
you know, uh, um, have the emotional like kind of experience that I had. And that's cool. Yeah. And when did you pick up on it? Just when you first read the script? I mean, yeah. you, you, did you pick that up? Was you reading through the script for the first time about how nuanced and layered you can make this character? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, the first scene kind of like, you know, dropped the hook in my direction. It's a scene in a classroom talking about, you know, uh, a forbidden word mm -hmm. that's, uh, you know, a race word that's mm -hmm. on the whiteboard behind me. I'm a teacher, a professor of Southern literature, teaching a book uh, by an, uh, a Southern writer named, uh, rather an essay by a Southern writer named Flannery O'Connor. And there's a student in there who objects to that word. Can't have that word. on the Oh, my God. And so that's a conversation that's being had in classrooms across the country and outside of classrooms in our, right now. So I was like, oh, man, let's dive into that. Let's get into that stuff. Why are we so afraid to talk about this stuff? Why? You know, and it was funny, too, of course. Always got to go back to that because that allows people to breathe a little bit. So that was the first thing that captured my attention. But then as I read further... What really, what really set the hook in my mouth mm -hmm. was the, the story of this man and his relationship to love, love of himself, love of the other, love of his family, mm -hmm. and love of his mother. He's caretaker to his mother in the midst of a family that's just like everybody else's family, crazy as hell, <laughs> and loving in spite of itself and inescapable. And that's the thing. I was, as I was playing it, I said, man, I've never been asked to play these, this, these dynamics before. And that's kind of the life that I was living when the script came to me. You know, my mom had passed away about a year before, still dealing with that. I had the good fortune of being raised by two women, my mother and her eldest sister, my Aunt Naomi, who's 94 years old now, who came to live with us. I have kids at the same time. The pandemic set in, like all of us. We were going, what's going on here, man? But it was that caretaking side of the story that really hooked me. I really got that. You know, my son saw the movie, and he said, you know, I see a lot of myself in that character, but... Man, also, that's a beautiful homage to grandma. Hmm. And that's what's been really moving to people, too. People, again, across backgrounds have said, you know, wow, my dad has Alzheimer's. We just put him in a home yesterday. I really felt validated when I saw that. I felt moved by that. I'm across backgrounds. So what we've tried to do is create a space, you know, for, for all of us. That for all of us to, in some ways, find something that they can relate to and find themselves inside of it. And again, you know, do it and have a, have a little bit of fun at it. Well, you you mission accomplished. Oh, cool. Uh, honestly, watching the movie, um, like I said, a couple times, there's a heart in the throat. And then other times I'm laughing out loud. I don't want to give too much away, but the uh, your character sort of having enough of the hypocrisy from the publishing community that you want to change the name of the title of the book and yeah. you accomplish that goal. Yeah. Oh my God! I was laughing out loud at that scene. <laughs> That's good. TJ saw games. You're laughing at that. I mean, yeah. That's the desired effect. That's cool. It's, that was that's yeah. great, Jeffrey. I mean, Wright. I, you gotta have a laugh at this stuff. Look, I go back to watch like uh, you know, Blazing Saddles. I go back back to watch the sheriff as a near scene. That's right. Just when I'm feeling down, man. <laughs> I saw you tweeted that out recently. When oh. I guess it was an, uh, an anniversary of Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you said the sheriff is near. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Come on, man. For Come sure. On. It, ain't well, that, I, it ain't that deep. I guess speaking of uh, saying stuff with humor, Jeffrey right here on the Rich Eisen Show, sometimes when professional success happens, you, you, you have to sometimes give something up to have professional success happens. It's so rare to have it all. So if I had told you last year, not only would you be nominated as best actor, but Dan Snyder would no longer own the Washington football team yeah. or commanders, you'd be like, well, 
I, I believe the Oscar. Yeah. But the- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. right. That's funny. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, what are, what are you thinking right now? It's a about- new day, baby. It's a new day. Actually, uh, Josh Harris, uh, who is our new owner, mm-hmm. uh, is a buddy of mine from uh, summer camp. It's, come on. Camp Minnehaha represent. <laughs> camp Minnehaha, White Sulphur Springs, wow. West Virginia. Yeah, I first met him when I was, oh, maybe eight years old. His brother, Gabe, uh, was in my cabin. Okay. Uh, And, uh, yeah, as soon as the news came out that, uh, you know, the the previous owner was considering a sale, (laughs) I I reached out to them. Gabe and I had had remained friends through college, but I hadn't talked to him in a while. Mm -hmm. Josh and I hadn't hadn't talked to him in years. But I was like, hey, Gabe, what are you guys, are you guys... You know, looking at this, and and uh, sure enough, uh, you know, uh, Josh is at the helm now, and so I bought season tickets again. You did. I, I had let my mom's lapse. Uh, my mom had season tickets uh, from 1970. I grew up at RFK Stadium, as I've uh, mentioned on this show before, uh, but I let them lapse after she passed because I was like, man, I, I just can't do it, and I bought tickets again. So I, I went to every game until this uh, rollout of our film started. Yeah. I'm probably the guest on your show right now who has seen fewer games in any sport uh, uh, lately. But, yeah, I went, to, I, I went to the first preseason game, and, uh, and, and, and I saw Josh, and I had all these ideas about, you know, what we might do. You do you know, think hey, they should change the name? What I do. do. You do? Yeah, I do. I think what's happening is that everything related to the previous era is being undone. Uh, and I'll, to, to that point, I, I was talking to Josh about, yeah, you know, fan experience stuff, particularly how we can win. He's like, yeah, slow down, bro. He's like, look, I'm trying to fix the plumbing in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> we got pipes that need, you know, I mean, it, so, so, yeah, everything. Yeah. Within the organization, the infrastructure needed to be scanned and needed to be addressed, assessed, and worked through. And that's what he's doing. And he knows what this franchise was. He knows what fans want it to be, which is akin to what it was yeah. in terms of the pride that we took in that, in, that, uh, in that team and what it meant to community and in the way they played on the field. Bottom line, man. You know, bottom line is how you know how you play that game. So Josh and Josh was an athlete too. Josh was a wrestler. He was a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. I think he wrestled at Penn. So he's got that competitive spirit. He's got at least a window on you know on what it means. And so anyway, he's going about it in the right way. And the new coaching staff looks exciting. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the sense of respect that Dan Quinn has from players that have played for him and coaches. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, 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 Anthony Lynn came on. Boy, came That's from, true. Yeah. Came from San Francisco. He said, hey, man, I want to be with this dude. I know that this guy is a leader. That's what it takes. I went back 1969, saw Vince Lombardi's press conference when he came on yeah, board. Right. Vince Lombardi said, uh, he said, uh, he said, I want to win first season if possible. That's the attitude. Come in, get it done. Win. Well, it's not like the cupboards bare completely, right? No, I mean, that's they, right. There's some good pl- quality players. They have, they have the second overall pick. Yeah. And it's entirely possible, you know, that uh, management decides to move up one spot. You know, Caleb Williams is is truly 
appears to be generationally talented. He's from the area. Gonzaga High School. Gonzaga so, College High School. Yes, he I is. Mean, which would be another way to excite the fan base is if you're, you're – I think you're giving voice to the general sense of this is awesome – Ding dong, the witch is dead. We're 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 in. You know, we're back. Yeah, there's no question about that. Yeah, that would be a great story. I mean, it's a bit on the optics side, though. You know, it could be. You know, what what's important is is how he plays the game. Who knows if they have an opportunity? You know, uh, it looks like the Bears are looking at. Who knows? There's some good. You know, who knows what they do? Right. You know. Do they go after a quarterback? Do they use those picks to you know that you know that pick to broaden their picks? It's not, you know, I'm not in the war room. But I will say this about Caleb Williams, that I think you're right. He's He had a rough season this last season. Mm-hmm. But that guy has some incredible athletic instincts. And what I see in him that's really exciting is the way he sees the field, his vision, the way his head swivels. Like Mahomes. Mahomes has that, too. No doubt. It's rare. It's rare. You just watch those guys, their ability to scan danger and find opportunity, that's like that's the thing. And then complete it with a flick of the wrist. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he's got an arm that uh, works pretty well, too. He does have an uh, And he's stout. He's he's durable. I think he's bigger than Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I think he's bigger than Mahomes. And it just, you know, throw the the word Mahomes around, which I've done. I mean, just like you did. It's... It's obviously a large level of expectation, but yeah. I just I just love hearing the excitement in your voice. Yeah. And then on top of it, I mean, if you could choose somebody from the world of sports and business to come in outside of your camp friend Josh Harris, yeah, Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson, baby. Right. Hey, I, <laughs> I mean, do you, you know what? what's going on in your life right now? It's kind of crazy. It's good. It's all <laughs> good. Yeah. And the last I the last game I went to was at SoFi out here when they played the Rams and uh, happened to see uh, Magic there. And sure. of course we all know who Magic Johnson is. And I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Magic Johnson is not one who's friendly with losing. <laughs> in anything that he does. Yeah. So yeah, the Avengers have assembled and uh, nice. and it's you know. There's so much work to be done on every level, but they recognize that and they are willing to do that and wanting to do that. So bright things on the horizon. We'll see what happens with the new venue. I'm hoping that it comes back to the team comes back to the spiritual home. And that is at the site where RFK stadium was right. People, um, you know, you need to have an appreciation for what that place represents Yes, there were some incredible games played there. Uh, I have so many wonderful memories there. We all do who were at that stadium. It was a beautiful beautiful stadium, intimate stadium. Uh, But it was also a memorial. It's Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. It sits at the other end of Washington, D.C., on the Anacostia River, at the far side of the city, directly down across the mall, is the Lincoln Memorial. It's not just a football stadium. There is something so symbolic and powerful in that piece of land that is beyond any other uh, place for a sports venue in this country. And I think if we celebrate that aspect of it as well, to recognize its importance not only to the city but as a national, uh, as a national piece, then you know, ooh. It's hard not to come back there. Obviously, there are the fiscal issues, there's the political issues and all that stuff. But they, you know, we want to bring the team well, home. It seems like the, the again, the management and ownership gets it. Yeah. Like they, they understand 
what has happened. They understand who folks like you represent and what what would push your buttons, yeah. right? Um, and, and and I think the business community has just been dying to talk to somebody else, you know, yes. than the previous guy as you've referred to, yeah. you know. And I think that all alone together will 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 get things done in the way that I think you'll wind up being happy, no yeah. doubt about. It. I just remember I went to one game at RFK. I sat uh, in an end zone seat, yeah. two rows from the front of the upper deck. I had to get up yeah. and see when the ball, when the ball was thrown in the back of the end zone, I had to get up and lean over to see what was going on underneath. Yeah. And then at one point I turned to my friend who took me to the game. I'm like, oh, is, is this seat shaking? Yeah. And he's just said, yeah, look around. You would yeah. see, it would shake. And, no and then seat- of course the band playing oh, music yeah, man. too. And no seat belts. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're absolutely oh, yeah. right. You're, I remember Mark Mosley used to uh, oh, straight on kicker, straight on kicker, and he would kick the ball so high it would go over the net behind the goalpost yeah. most often. And I would run down. Our, my seats were, our, my mom's seats were in the corner just above the band, yeah. right? Uh-huh. We had some cover. It was cool, you know. But anyway, I would run down. You could run down, scamper down, you know, and you could watch the game from behind the goalpost. And when Mosley would kick the ball over the net, I would run back behind the bleachers. You could yeah. sneak back there and you could get the ball, man. I got a ball or two that, that you way. Did, did you? Yeah, man. It was, it was, I mean, it was, it was a different time. Uh, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was so special. It was so special. I'm glad you had an opportunity to experience because, yes. and people who were there, know there was just an intimacy there. There was just a, and players who came there, they feared to come there to, if you were playing against the Redskins, uh, yes, I formerly know. known yes, as correct. Uh, then, uh, yeah, you 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 were up for, you were up against something. Oh, I was there when the Cowboys were in. Yeah, and and uh, Danny White was being burned in effigy in the uh, in the parking lot. Well, that was probably better than what happened to him on the field uh, <laughs> in that championship game in 1983. When uh, yeah, he was planted uh, by uh, Dexter Manley. Uh, Dexter Manley. Dexter Man. Yeah, you I was at that game. You, you I, got the, I got the, I got ticket stub from that game. Yeah, actually, I think it reads uh, NFC NFC Championship game, whatever the date was, 1983. Yeah, twenty bucks. Twenty. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's a different, different day. Uh, I've been told we you can hang to the end of the hour. If you don't mind, I'd love to finish the show with you. Sure, you man. Mind. Okay, uh, got Jeffrey Wright right here. We'll take a commercial break. We will finish the show and send you to the weekend with the Academy Award-nominated actor of a movie everyone should see called American Fiction. Jer- Jeffrey Wright is here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, 
where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, Jeffrey Wright still with us to close out today's program. We're on uh, Roku right now only. Radio audience will return in a second. Listen, Sterling K. Brown is a revelation yeah. as well. I mean, we already know how great he is from his previous work, but you and him and you and he in the in the scenes together are just crackling great. I just yeah. want to tell you that. Yeah, he he's he's such a uh, forceful uh, actor. He's super smart. And uh, yeah, he he deserves that nomination. It's uh it's really cool. What we all did on this film, of course, first we read the script and we all wanted to tell this story. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be there. Sterling in fact uh, wasn't planning on working uh, at, during that time, but he read the script and said, "No, man, I gotta, I gotta be a part of this." So we showed up. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. the legendary Leslie Uggams, Issa Rae, everyone came on board because they were super passionate about telling the story now mm-hmm. uh, and doing it together. We all looked around and said, "Wow, well, okay, we're all here," and uh, we just threw. You know, it's cliched. But yeah, we put a lot of love into this thing, and uh, and and it's really gratifying that audiences are responding and the academy is responding in this way. Uh, but yeah, Sterling's uh, Sterling's uh, Sterling's terrific. He he played football. He played football in high school. I, I, I certainly couldn't tell. It didn't look like he hit craft services too yeah, much. Yeah, during the <laughs> of this. yeah, yeah, Damn. yeah. That's you know, describing a scene. Yeah, that's a scene between myself, Erica Alexander, and Sterling K. Brown's abs. <laughs> the ad stole the scene. No oh, offense to you. Easy, easy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Again, American fiction. Uh, see it in the theater. It's in theaters everywhere, and uh, also you could see it right here through the Roku portal on uh, Amazon as well as Apple Plus. We've got Jeffrey right here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. When you walk down the street, which character do people stop and say to you the most from your career? It depends on what street I'm walking down. Okay. Uh, Certain streets, it's, you know, it's Peoples. Peoples Mm -hmm. Hernandez from Shaft. Mm -hmm. You know, I get people stabbing themselves in the chest. You know, (laughs) you kill my brother, you kill my brother. You know, I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if I'm maybe a London street, it's, you know, it's Felix Leiter. Uh, a lot of Westworld fans everywhere. I bet. Uh, yeah, I got a little something for everybody, Rich. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, right? a little something for everybody. Anybody stop you with Angels in America? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, it's 20 years ago now, isn't it? Oh, the film, yeah. The film. And and the play, uh, which I did on Broadway, was uh, 1993. Jeez. I can't even count that high. I'm not even that old. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Felix Leiter, I I, I, I I see every now and then when Casino Royale oh. pops up. It's a mic drop. I mean, a, a remote drop, pardon yeah. me, for me. Oh, cool. Like, seriously. Like, doesn't matter. Like, I have to clear a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> that That is true. That's one of my favorite Bond movies ever. Yeah. People love that one. People really love that one. 
And it was good for us that we came right out of the gate with, you know, Daniel's, you know, first, uh, right. you know, first take on this and did one that people responded to. Again, it was going back to a vintage story, a vintage Bond story. But, you know, uh, we wanted to, you know, to update it and infuse it with a with a kind of contemporary energy and an edge to it. Mm-hmm. And just well-crafted, and uh, yeah, it was a good way to kick it off. Did you learn how to play poker for that, or you already knew it? Man, you know, I'm not, you know, poker's not my thing. We played a lot of poker. Yeah, we shot that in Prague. Uh, Yeah, I think I lost uh, a lot of Corona, a lot of, uh, you know, check uh, money playing that uh, thing. I don't, you know, I'm too, uh, you know, I'm too, like, uh, I take too many gambles, you know. Poker's not a gambling game, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh but uh, yeah, not necessarily my game. Just fitting. That was fitting. Mm-hmm. It was a character study. No, just, you know, <laughs> character study for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I, 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 I do love that film. I'm too for emotional sure. for poker. Yeah, you're too emotional yeah. for poker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it seems I, you, you're you're an actor though. You don't have a poker face. You know. I got a poker face, but you know, I, acting is you know you know emotion is my you know that's my currency. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah. That is a neat way to describe. I mean, that's it, the, that's that is the ultimate part of the craft, is yeah, it not? It helps. It helps. Yeah, for sure. Got to got to yeah, you got to put something out there. You oh. got to infuse it with something. Fantastic. Um and again, like I said, this this movie is is beautiful uh for sure. When was the last Brooklyn Nets game you were, you were able to make it to? Man, I it was Been like, a while. it was it was uh during uh, the uh, the latter part of last year. I got season tickets. And, uh, and then everybody uh, left. And, uh, and then, uh, well, no, I I got my season tickets before. Oh, you did the big trade. Okay, yeah, because I loved that they were creating this core group of young guys that were playing together and yes. uh, and winning and playing and 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 creating this uh, this this culture uh, that was about about team. And so, yeah, that's when I bought my my tickets. And then, of course, they you know they they made the big you know trade. We all know what happened to that. And a year after the trade, of course, the season ticket prices doubled. Even after that uh, whole scenario like uh, dissipated, the season ticket prices have not gone back to what they oh, were prior. St- oh wow! But yeah, but no, I was I okay. was on board prior to that because I live about I don't know you know ten minute walk from from Barclays from Barclays in Brooklyn. But yeah, I haven't been a chance haven't had a chance to be there lately because I've been out here a lot and been. You know, promoting our uh, our film, American fiction. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, I've say nothing but the best of luck to you. You you honestly, you deserve it. This this performance in this film is is awesome. Thank you, Rich. And you are you are great in it. And like I said, it it made a it made an impact on me. Oh man, I appreciate that. I'm so glad to hear that. that Thank is, you for having me back here, absolutely. man. I love being here. No, and I I appreciate that as well. I think the last time you were here was. For Westworld, I think it might have been. I think it probably like was. Yeah. It's a while ago. Yeah. So let's let's do this uh, more often than once every five years. Or let's do it, like man. That. I let's appreciate that. Everybody should go check out, as I mentioned, uh, American Fiction. The cast is amazing. The uh, script is uh, also Academy Award nominated. It is thought provoking, and it is something that is worthy of your time. It is available in theaters near you, and also right here on the Roku portal, uh, Amazon. Uh, the Amazon app, as well as the uh, Apple TV app, is the way that you can go check this out. It is worth every second of your time, and I, I can't wait to watch you and your tux go on up there, man. I would love it. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rich. As, and if not, Snyder's gone. Yeah. Hey, every day, every day is a celebration. <laughs> We're back to wrap up the show in a sec. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.